What's up, everybody? Mike Renner here, NFL Draft Analyst for The Messenger. Today, I'm joined by the Ringer's own Austin Gale to break down our favorite hypothetical trades prior to the October 31st deadline. One thing we knew for sure, Titans, Tennessee, better have a fire sale. A lot of guys, last year's the deal, need to be heading elsewhere. Let's get it. This is Renner Ranks, the ultimate NFL ranking show. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. That is right. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Special shout out to the everydayers. You know who you are tuning in right now. Today's episode is brought to you by this crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash NFL and use code all lowercase NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. We each had, me and Austin Gale, three hypothetical trades that we loved. He added a bonus trade. He loved it. I didn't love it as much. Let's get right into it. All right, brother. The Trades Podcast. This was your idea. Trade deadline, October 31st. What's your number three trade that you want to see for the deadline? Number three, it's a twofer, right? Because it involves one team trading two players to two different teams. It's just a fire sale. And that is okay. the Tennessee Titans. I don't know if you've watched any Tennessee Titans tape recently, but it's freaking bad. Ryan Tannehill is aging after being like a slightly above average quarterback. So you're seeing him like fall off, even though he would never really on top at all. His EPA per dropback on non-play action dropbacks is bottom two in the league. I think Daniel Jones is the only player worse. They don't have it anymore. Time for the fire sale. So first trade, Derek Henry to the Baltimore Ravens for a conditional second, conditional on not the Ravens making the playoffs, but the Ravens winning the playoff game, which like, oh, it's never been done before. Whatever, whatever. I don't care. We did that conditional second stuff with Calvin Ridley, like barring he signs a multi-year contract extension. We can do it. They win a playoff game, it becomes a second. If they don't win a playoff game, it's a third. The reason I like Derrick Henry to the Ravens, obviously they're out J.K. Dobbins for the season. They have Gus Edwards, which is like, what Derrick Henry Derek does, Henry. but probably not yeah. as well. Like a Derrick Henry light. And then they have just a face back. I was looking at their early down rushing success, specifically on handoffs to the running back last year with Greg Roman, they were fifth in success rate on early down rushes when they handed the ball off to a running back this year, they're 25th. And Todd Monken has said multiple times. He does not want to rely and rely and rely on Lamar Jackson as runner. That's why you haven't seen it as much. But he's the only thing that's working with this rushing offense, yeah. specifically on early downs. That's why you see them have you know, concerns in the red zone. That's why you see them have concerns on third down. I think Dehan to the Baltimore Ravens, that conditional second if they win a playoff game, makes a ton of sense. The other part of that trade is not Dehan, it's Dehop. DeAndre Hopkins to Kansas City Chiefs. It makes too much sense. It makes too much sense. The number one thing this Chiefs offense needs is a receiver to run the right route and get open. Like that, Right now, that's just not happening consistently. They don't need – the speed guy or whatever, they need someone who catching the football, the winning contested catch situations, running the right route, and getting open. It can be this primary target. I have that for either a round three pick, because he's on a one-year rental. It's a one-year contract. Dehen is too. Or a round two, round three pick swap. Something along those lines. Because the Chiefs need him way more than the Titans need him right now, even though he is like their leading receiver, target share, all that kind of stuff. So I got Dehen to the Ravens. D-hop to the Chiefs, all part of this Titans fire sale. They need to start this rebuild ASAP. Ryan Tannehill is off the books next year no matter what. D Derrick Henry's off the books next year no matter what. I think DeAndre Hopkins technically has a year into 2024, but still, like, 
get some of these guys off the books and actually restart the rebuild, especially with the Tannehill Hill injury now. What do you think? Dude, I one. So the Derrick Henry one feels a little rich because it's half a year for a running back, a second round. I mean, it's conditional on a playoff game, but like they're kind of on a path where they they will they might win one without him. So like make that, it a third, make it a third. I don't know. Make third, it a third feels third feels more realistic, especially from Tennessee's perspective, where it's like you'll take anything at this point for some of these guys. The D hop one, I can't believe that one didn't happen in the offseason. Him signing with Tennessee yeah. was one of the weirdest signings I can remember. It's like is the guy hurting for money or something like haggling over a handful of million dollars after he's made like probably like 80 million was he made over the course of his career guys made tons of money over the course of his career he's signed two big contracts already in his life. Like Tennessee was never going to be good this year. Like objectively yeah. their offensive line stinks. That one just, it never made sense. Hopefully he gets to a contender. The only thing is he does have another year on that contract. So it was a two year back. The, the other year. part of that contract too, is it's a two year contract. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of dead years or whatever they call those years the after that, where he, where, the void years where he's getting 6 million to not play for the Titans in 2025. And then 2 million in 2026 and 2027, two separate $2 million checks from the Tennessee Titans to not play in 2026 and 2027. So I do think it's like a security piece, right? He's like, I don't know how much longer I have. And I bet you with the chiefs, maybe they were willing to offer him more money right away. But I don't think it looked like this. I don't think that deal had this many four years tacked on. I don't think that deal yeah. even was maybe even two years. But Could now, be. now that the Chiefs are in a, you know, like spot in terms of having this like go-to guy every single week, the broadcasters are starting that film and saying, "Oh wow, he's thrown eight completions to nine different receivers somehow," and it's like he has to pick up a litter. Give him a guy that he can target on thirty percent of his dropbacks. That's going to pay him off, like really, like you know, deliver. Yeah, they have no one who understands defenses right now and no one with ball skills. Like they have a bad combination for an Andy Reid coach offense and what they want to do. So 100% agree. DeAndre Hopkins makes too much sense for them. From the Chiefs' perspective, like if they get him, they're dangerous. They're second best, they are second best defense in the NFL in terms of points per game. This defense is legit this year. This is the best defense the Chiefs have had in the Mahomes era. If they just can't maximize, like they, they will be Super Bowl favorites wholesale if it gets DeAndre Hopkins in the fold. I'm going to go my number three and my number two. I believe it. I believe it. I'll Today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Bird Dogs make you look good. Bird Dogs stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. Bird Dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than a regular shorts that are made of stiff, restricting cotton. Bird Dogs fix this issue by inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki, but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice movement. Bird Dogs uses anti-stink, sweat, wicking fabric. Say that 10 times fast. It keeps you cool and dry all day long. Bird Dogs are functional for any occasion. Golf, date, pool, workout, you name it, Bird Dogs work. Go to birddogs.com slash NFL or enter promo code NFL at checkout for a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash NFL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off. We promise you. We'll go to my number three and my number two because I don't think D Hop's lost that much, truthfully. Like he's still, you watch him run routes, he can still do the DeAndre Hopkins stuff, which is just like craftiness and gonna moss you at the catch point consistently. My number three and number two are kind of piggybacking off yours. So I'll start with number three Baltimore Ravens. You hit the Baltimore Ravens getting Derrick Henry. They wheel and deal at the deadline last year getting Roquan Smith. I have them. I started tame. We're gonna get hotter. Ravens, fifth rounder for Mike Unwayno. Guard, New England Patriots. Last year of his rookie deal, 
fits them schematically. They love the yep. powerful guards in the middle because you can't speed rush Lamar Jackson. You got to power rush. And if you power rush against Michael on Wayne, who's like 360 pounds, he's going nowhere. So John Simpson's been objectively a weak link, a liability on that offensive line. Their left guard for the Baltimore Ravens. Mike Onwenu was is a right guard this year, last year, but early in his career was a left guard. Played some there at Michigan as well. Would be a massive upgrade. So Mike Onwenu for a fifth. It's not a lot. Last year was Ricky Deal. Patriots there should be a team that's in fire sale mode right now themselves. And yeah, he's probably a guy maybe if you're the Patriots, you would like to resign long-term. But at the same time, uh, coming back from this ankle injury, hasn't played great this year, but obviously still coming back a few games may not be in their long-term plans because they knew need to cut some space themselves. So Mike on waiting for a fifth. It gets better though. My number two, Ryan Tannehill gets traded to the New York jets for a fourth. Stop. Stop. They have to try. They have to go all in. You are, you aren't behind the eight ball. You are a playoff team with literally the 23rd best quarterback in the NFL right now. You just can't have the worst, right? The New York Jets just can't have the worst quarterback in the NFL, and they make the playoffs, and then gives them themselves a shot of Aaron Rodgers, you know, and his uh, dolphin magic that he's trying to conjure up from the depths here to win playoff games because this roster is too freaking good. It just is too good right now. Ryan Tannehill obviously not going to be in the future plans of the Tennessee Titans. They are going turning it over to Malik Willis. He has the high ankle sprain right now, but they're turning it over to Malik Willis slash Will Levis, just seeing what they got there. From the youngsters it makes no sense they they already have the jets already have two fourth rounders this upcoming year flip denver's to them flip your own to them the titans don't have a third rounder from the will levis trade last year titans will eat the majority of the cap because they're going to eat the majority of the cap on ryan Tannehill. anyways there's no one else who's going to give them anything for ryan Tannehill. no one else is that desperate for a quarterback right now and ryan Tannehill, as we've seen can turn things around to a high end like it gives you a higher high than say trading for an Andy Dalton would or trading for, you know, someone who's a back, like a Jacoby Brissett, someone who's a backup around the NFL that everyone's saying they should go for. Ryan Tannehill would give you at least a higher ceiling in terms of what you could push to with this roster because it is a Super Bowl caliber roster. It has a college caliber quarterback though. So those were my number three and my number two. Ravens a fifth for Michael Onwenu, Jets a fourth for Ryan Tannehill. I like the on-way new trade. I think that it's a scheme fit. It's it's a body fit for what the Ravens like. I mean, they have Daniel Falele. They have Ben Cleveland on the bench. John Simpson. They like Collins playing specifically yeah. on the interior, even on the exterior tackle. I think that it also highlights what, what I think will be one of the interesting storylines around this trade deadline is how much are the Patriots willing to kind of unload? Because let's call it. I think it's more likely Bill Belichick isn't a New England Patriot coach slash GM than he is next year. Now, I, I think it's more likely that he isn't. I honestly think it's more likely really? that he isn't. And if that's the case, why wouldn't there be this interest from ownership Say, like, hey, get what we can from the roster you've put together over the last three years so we can go into next year with whoever I have, whether it's Gerard Mayo or Darren Mayo or Steve Belichick or Brian Belichick, who knows who will be taking over the range. But let me go in with something else and with a little bit more capital because – this team obviously doesn't have it. Matt Jones obviously doesn't have it. The decisions you've made since Brady have left have led to purgatory, if not like slightly worse than purgatory. So I, if they do nothing at the deadline, maybe that's more indicative that Brian Belichick or Bill Belichick is coming back. Well, Brian would be too. But anyway, I do think that's more indicative that he's coming back and he wants to continue to build up this roster. But who knows? I think the Patriots are every single week one of the most interesting storylines in the NFL. 
I don't think in the 48, 49 years Bill Belichick has been coaching, he's ever felt worse. After three back-to-back-to-back losses, the latest of which coming against a combination of Jimmy Garoppolo and Brian Hoyer with Josh McDaniels Josh pulling McDaniels. the strings. Yeah. That's disgusting. After two 30-point blowouts, you go to Vegas and you lose to essentially like half the team you used to have. There's Brandon Bolden on that team. I mean, there's so many players on that Patriots team. Danny Amendola is a uh, is a coach for the Raiders now. Like, there was so much to see. Bel Belichick saw his Second, and then saw his England West. It was rough. It was rough. Anyway, the other trade, hate it. Tannehill sucks right now. I, and they ha- now you throw in that the high ankle sprain. I'm not even convinced he comes back before Aaron Rodgers comes back off that Awaski. He's already throwing balls. I don't know. Listen to dolphin noises. Just kidding. I think Aaron Rodgers is not going to come back for a while. But I just don't think what Ryan Tannehill gives you is a more more likely first round exit in the playoffs. Whereas Zach Wilson, maybe you just narrowly missed the playoffs, if not like kind of significantly missed the playoffs. What's the point? What's the point? Play Zach Wilson. If he sucks, you get a higher pick. You get your first-round pick because Aaron Rodgers isn't playing that snap threshold. So you have a first-round pick in 2024 that you didn't think you were going to have. Leverage that by playing Zach Wilson the rest of this year. If he sucks, you get a higher pick. And if he doesn't, you don't spend any additional capital on like a Ryan Tannehill, Kirk Cousins. I, I disagree. I don't think Tannehill has it anymore, even with the Jets. And then you throw in this high ankle sprain where he said after the game, I pulled myself out. Because they couldn't drive on these throws anymore. How long is he going to be out for? We don't even know. Like, I, I, I worry that the Tannehill trade would be pointless. And I, I honestly think ownership right now is telling the, Jet, the Jets brass, Douglas and Salah, play Wilson. I do not want to trade anymore for these quarterbacks. I just play Wilson. You guys drafted him. Play Wilson. And if he sucks, we'll move on. I don't know, man. I'm just saying... He was in the AFC. He, was the, he had the one seed two years ago. Was in the AFC Championship game, what, four years ago? I don't think yeah. he's – I think there's a world ago. in which <laughs> he can turn it around to get them to the playoffs at least. Like you're just trying to get to the playoffs because if the New York Jets, it's just been so long. You know? <laughs> like Tyrod, you're just, Taylor, Tyrod Taylor has better spin on the ball than Ryan Tannehill does right now. Period. Like, period. Like, let, let, go back and watch that Jets, that Giants game. He can actually spin it still, and he's 34. Ryan Tannehill's 35, turning 36, and now he has a high ankle sprain. I just don't see it anymore. I don't see it. All right. Who's your number two then? My number two trade. We're going to get a little bit spicier. I'm going to do another two for but on the opposite end. On the opposite end. Instead of the team giving away, it's the Niners going all in. Because right now, if you look at their 2024 cap space, they're going to spend a million dollars at the quarterback position, which is by far the lowest of any. They can go get some dogs. They yeah. can go get some guys they can sign. Brian Burns to the San Francisco 49ers for a first and a conditional second, maybe a first and a third, whatever it may be. I don't think it's going to be two firsts. Say it's a conditional second based on them signing him to a multi-year contract, right? Or something like that, like similar to the Calvin Ridley thing or whatever. They obviously are going to sign him to this multi-year contract, but make it conditional. So Brian Burns to the San Francisco 49ers. And then Jerry Judy to the San Francisco 49ers for a day three pick swap. Like nothing. Like literally like just chump change. The reason I like Burns to San Francisco is obvious. I think he's one of the best pass rushers in the NFL. Carolina right now, rushing four, has the worst pressure rate in the league. What, what is he doing on that team? What is he doing on that defense? He does, they're the worst team in the league from a standing standpoint, from a record standpoint. He wants another contract. Should the Carolina Panthers hand that out when they don't even know what the fuck they're doing? I don't think so. I think moving on for Brian Burns, getting a first and a second, getting a first and a third makes so much sense for Carolina for where they are in their rebuild. For San Francisco, 
just continue to reload while you can take advantage of what is the cheapest quarterback situation in the league. Take full advantage of it. Throw the kitchen sink at resources that help this team defensively and offensively. That's why with the Jerry Judy trade, hell, day three pick swap, bring him in just for this year and let him go next year. Who cares? Like, bring him as a day three pick swap. He essentially takes over the Ronnie Bell slot on this active roster where he's like the fourth or fifth receiver. But we know Debo Samuel battling injury. Brandon Ayuk has already battled injury this year. He adds a skill set that they need – no, not need, but he adds a skill set on the bench that is better than what Ronnie Bell is currently. And say the high side of this is that Jerry Judy eats into Juwan Jennings' snap, you know, target share. And he essentially becomes like a wide receiver three for this team where when he was coming out, everyone would have told you his his floor was a wide receiver two in the NFL. I think Shanahan could maximize Jerry Judy and it would be no cost to them to bring Judy in and and try and really stretch this playoff run. Because Shanahan, in my opinion – needs to go all in. He needs to look at John Lynch and say, dude, I want everything. Send the farm. This is my year. This is my year to go get it. I have this year and maybe next year. But next year, they might not even be able to bring back Brandon Ayuk. We don't know what this roster looks like next year. I think this year is the one where they have to punch it in. I think they should make multiple moves at the deadline. Brian Burns, Gary Judy, maybe they go make a play for some of these other guys. I think the Niners should be big buyers at the deadline. Yeah, they have to be looking. I mean, they could have like a baseball-esque deadline, right? Where it's just, hey, we're here. We're so close. We've been on the doorstep so many times. Let's just do it. Let's just go. And I think you have three years. Like you're looking at this with what you have um, in Brock Purdy and saying, we have three years of this where he's going to be the cheapest quarterback in the NFL the next three years and the the biggest value you could ever possibly imagine as Mr. Irrelevant going to be, you know, top five in EPA in the NFL. That's as good as you can get at the quarterback position. You're not paying, you know, you're not wasting 20 mil a year on Jimmy G anymore. This is, all cheap, the entire roster. You just take the quarterback position out of it, spend it on the entire rest of the mm-hmm. roster. So I think they have to make decisions with that in mind. And that does mean, hey, that fourth rounder <laughs> that might be good three years from now that I have next year, that's not even factoring into the equation, right? Like you, you, no. you have the roster complete. You have the depth. You need impact, high-end talent. So they should be buyers. I don't know if, I don't know if I love Jerry Judy. I think he'd be in the doghouse immediately there. Uh, with Which is Cal fine. Shanahan, he needs it. He needs a little Shanahan but, doghouse. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, what's your number one then? My number one, and honestly, the reason it's number one is because I do think that it's it's a big need for this team that has Super Bowl aspirations that doesn't want to come all the way close again and not make it. It's the Buffalo Bills. And it's them trading a conditional second, conditional on him signing a long-term contract in the offseason. It's very similar to the Calvin Ridley trade. And it's Jalen Johnson, the Chicago Bears cornerback, going to Buffalo. Obviously, they lost Tredavious White. They also lost Matt Milano. They also lost uh, Daquan Jones along the defensive line. That defense needs more talent. Dane Jackson and Christian Benford, as good as they are and as well coached they are, do not have the talent that I think Jalen Johnson has. And I think him going to Sean McDermott and going into this defense for just a conditional second, that's based on them liking what he does in this defense and him signing a multi-year contract extension in the offseason. It's a third if he doesn't. Like, they are another team where it's like, you are so close. You are so, so close. Go get what you need to make sure that this season doesn't end up you losing to Mahomes in either the divisional round or the AC championship. I think that the NFL, and you compare it to the baseball deadline, I don't think we see enough teams at the top. Like, And you've seen all the teams I've mentioned. Ravens getting a player. Chiefs getting a player. I have a, a, a spicy bonus trade of another team getting a player. The Niners getting two players. Bills. The top of the league needs to take advantage 
of the bottom of the league and trying to go bring in talent, similar to how baseball does every single year. And this year especially, because you know there are so many teams that are looking at this quarterback class and saying, okay, if I get a little bit more capital, could I make a move up? Could I go get Caleb? Could I go get Drake May, Michael Penix? You have Bo Nix. You have Riley Leonard. There's so many quarterback, you know, J.J. McCarthy. There's so many quarterback prospects in this class where teams, I think, are going to want to position themselves to go up. Go take advantage of that. I think the Bills should be buyers. The Niners should be buyers. Chiefs, Ravens, and one other team I'll save for the bonus trade. All right. I I do agree that the Bills should be buyers. I I, I think they are kind of there's – a, there's a handful that are really, like, tapped – into this year and that it kind of really gets a lot harder after this year to win. This podcast is also brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets, guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and kick off the NFL season. Truly is the easiest sports book to use, in my humble opinion. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. There's a lot of uncertainty in the world today, and it is important to be prepared. That is why Jace Medical came up with the Jace case. It is a personalized emergency medication kit that contains five essential antibiotics that treat the most common and deadly bacterial infections. You can also customize your case and add additional life-saving medications based on your unique needs. Jace Medical now offers customizability for your Jace case with dozens of add-on medications. Choose the medications that best fit you and your family's unique needs. Jace is continually working to expand their medication offerings. In those recent efforts, they added ivermectin as an option to the Jace case. Go to jacemedical.com and enter code LOCKEDON at checkout for a $20 discount on your order. That's promo code LOCKEDON at jasemedical.com. My number one, though, is a team that is as tapped into this year to win as it gets. And they haven't really gotten talked about in that manner. But if you look at their cap situation, I'll just say it. Deshaun Watson goes from $19 million cap hit this year to $63 million cap hit next year. Damn. Yeah. They they have the most cap space in the NFL right now because they have to carry over a bunch. But they had to carry over a bunch thinking Nick Chubb would be part of next year's roster. I think there's a world in which they say Nick Chubb looking at $60 million cap hit next year. They could save. $14 million, excuse me, $12 million. No they way. Him. They cut him after Next that year. injury. That Dude, would I mean, be like, cut, what are you going to do? Bro. I know, what I know, you... but I'm just saying that would be the nastiest part of this business with all the running back discourse right now, where like you have people on Zoom calls asking for more money and they're like, Nick Chubb, arguably the best running back in the NFL, has one of the worst injuries ever. And they're like, yeah, we're cutting you, can't spend the money. That would be incredible for content. I, I don't know, man. If that happens, fuck, dude. That is tough, Andrew Barry, bro. let's face it, he already sold his soul here. You know, right? Like yeah, you sold your yeah, soul when you yeah. trade from Sean Watson. You, yeah. you, you can't sink too much lower than that, right? Yeah. But here's the trade. For a third and a fifth, swapping for a fourth, and they have the Panthers fifth, you go get to Neil Hunter from the Minnesota Vikings. Okay. okay. You go the Denver Broncos route of trying to build the single most dominant defense in the NFL. And they are right now. They are the best defense yeah. in the NFL, in my opinion, right now. They're close. They're just a little thin along the defensive line. Like they're going to have to ask Zadarius Smith, Miles Garrett to play a ton of snaps. You add Daniil Hunter to that as well. 
I and that it. D line is just unbelievable. That, that's one of the best D lines created in modern NFL history. When you have Daniel Hunter, Sedarius Smith, Miles Garrett. So now he's. I even like. Last... I even like Okpo uh, Okoronkwo. Like I think having moving him this year, like edge four for depth. Yeah. I don't know, man. That's and all awesome. of a sudden you have that's your third down package. Is those four? That's insane. You just you can't block that. You know, there's nothing you can do, and they already can't block this Cleveland Browns defensive line. I, I looked it up today. Teams have passed against the Browns this year. 30 times fewer than anyone else in the NFL. Just teams wow. don't even want to pass. They don't want I don't to blame do it. Them. No, that makes sense. I don't blame no, them. That, that makes sense. But I really like So them. they have, like I said, the second most cap space this year. They have that Chubb contract that kind of frees up space for next year if you're objectively looking at it and saying, I don't think after that injury, the guy's going to come back and be worth $16 million a year. And you also have the Questy cleveland connection. They are, you know, he came over from Cleveland prior to it. Knows Andrew very well. There's a lot. And they... Last year of his deal, making over $20 million. They could use the cap space for the rebuild. They could use the picks for the rebuild. Browns could take some of it on. I think that one makes too much sense. I think that one I also – every Daniil Hunter trade I've heard has been this team needs an edge two. Like they need someone opposite of a, of, of a better edge or even like sometimes teams that need an edge one. I hate that for Daniil Hunter, honestly. I think he needs to go to a situation where he's going and, and, and being like this like – like miles opposite of a miles Garrett, and there's other players there. Like I don't know. I I don't think yeah. like De, Daniel Hunter being the savior for a defense that needs more pass rush. I don't think you're gonna see that expectation met. However, if he's coming to a defense that already has all this talent, is making a strength a bigger strength. I do think you end up getting more out of that trade. And the last piece of why it makes so much sense: Miles Garrett is a completely versus left tackle guy. He has been for over the course mm -hmm. of his career. He does not move really to the other side to face right tackles. Daniel. Completely versus right tackles guy. He has been left yeah. end the entire course of his career. And then Zadira Smith has been your move all over the field, move all over the defensive line, rush from anywhere, still make an impact. So it's, it's just too perfect. You get those two guys on the edge, Big Z in the middle, creating havoc. It's it would be you would not want to play the Browns if they made that trade. You just would not. And again, they have to they kind of have to go all in because are you going to win with Deshaun Watson in his current form? How he's playing football, mm -hmm. and you're banking on him turning it around to a degree. And if he turns it around to a degree, and you get to Neil Hunter, you are probably the Super Bowl favorites if he gets back to his old form. But even if he gets back to his old form, you're not winning with a 63 million dollar cap hit from Sean Watson. I'll just say yeah. that like that's going to be no, too difficult in today's NFL when Brock Purdy's making 163rd of that. You know, <laughs> like when <laughs> the 49ers can pay 60 million dollars less to their quarterback, 60 million dollars cap space, they can sign three. Daniel Hunter. I mean, it's why everyone talks about the Niners roster. It's like, do you know how you can do that? Like, you know how you can have a George Kittle, a Debo Samuel, a Christian McCaffrey, a Trent Williams, a soon-to-be-paid Brand Ayuk, Fred Warner. Like, you know how you can get to that point is you don't have 50-plus million dollars. Like, not even, look, throw the Deshaun Watson thing out. Like, next year, I think there are four or five teams that are going to be paying $50 million to the quarterback position. Not just the starter, like the entire position. Yeah. The entire cap hit for the quarterback room under contract for the 49ers 2024 is a million dollars. That is a cheat code. That is a legitimate cheat code. Right, last one, bonus trade. Hate it, love trade. it. We'll see. Chris Olave to the Cincinnati Bengals. Hold, 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 hold. Tyler Boyd, expiring year of his contract. T. Higgins, we know, expiring year of his contract. Do they pay both? Do they pay one? Who knows? They need to get cheaper at that position anyway, and they need to get faster. At that position, in my opinion, they need a guy opposite Jamar Chase that can also stretch the field, that can also win routes quickly. 
Right now, Joe Burrow's average time to throw is not um, not just among the fastest in the NFL, but it's among the fastest in his career. So much of this offense, because of the calf injury, has had to be inside of structure with receivers winning inside of structure. The only routes that they've been able to throw in that is like a lot of go ball, like a lot of jump ball go balls to T. Higgins and Jamar Chase. Like, I want guys who can get open on the dig. I want guys that can get open on the hitch and create separation with speed. Why do the Saints do it? Who knows? That's the hardest part to get with this. There's the, Why there's would you the... trade Chris Olave? Why would you trade Chris Olave? I don't know. The one, the one data point I'll throw at you. Rashid Shahid continues to eat into the target share. Over the last three weeks, Chris Olave is third on this team in team target share. Behind Alec Mara, behind Michael Thomas. Rashid Shahid is coming up and taking on some of that. I feel like Derek Carr looks to Shahid more over the last three weeks. I don't know. Maybe he likes Shahid more. Maybe the brass likes Shahid more. And they don't like Olave. I don't know. I just don't – I want to free Olave from Derek Carr. I watched a lot of Derek Carr over this last weekend, and it's a sad scene, bro. I don't like it. He, I, I don't think anyone likes it. I think Olave to the Bengals at least would be fun. Talk to me. Hate you, it. Love it. I was going to say, you just sound like uh, – you sound more like Chris Olave's agent than you do actually. <laughs> you know, like one of the GMs involved here. Because I feel like to get Chris Olave – so like we proposed some like picks for all of these and you just proposed vibes for the Chris Olave, which I just respect. Yeah, yeah. I, like that's what yeah, the yeah. vibes I were great. I, it's all I had. It's all I had. <laughs> but I mean, realistically, what does, what would, if you're the saints, the asking price for Chris Olave, a first, a second, a third, that's probably where you're starting. What was that? That was the Christian. AJ Brown was traded for a first and a third. I, okay. AJ Brown. I, I think I, but you got two I think more. You get Olave for a first years. and a third. Maybe, maybe, maybe you don't, maybe like a first and a third and in 2025, it's like a conditional something or whatever. Like find a way to get it done though, because I don't think this current Bengals team, even with a fully healthy Joe Burrow is like going to be what, where would you put them in the AFC third or would you put them second ahead of the bills? Fully healthy. Gosh, right now their secondary is just too, uh, Cheeto doesn't yeah. look quite himself coming back. No. Like, I just worry about that come playoff time. I'd put, um, oh, man, I'd even maybe. Ravens look good, man. The Browns ahead of them. Yeah. With, I mean, the Browns spanked them week one. Uh, and then so where, where, do you, where do you put them with Olave? Where Goodness. do you put them with Olave? With Olave, then we're talking. Then, it's, then we are talking. So, yeah, I mean. This is what I'm saying. If I'm the, if I'm the Bengals and I offer a first and a third, to the New Orleans Saints, like I do that in a heartbeat if they say yes. I guess yeah. just because you're then then you're a first rounder is pick twenty eight plus. It's mm -hmm. you, you know you're getting slim pickings then your third rounders whatever. But then you have three years of a lot of cost control to where it's exactly. like that's a first exactly. rounder in and of itself. So yeah, and they don't know what like Tyler Boyd. I don't think is resigning with this team in twenty twenty four. T no, Higgins though, everyone is saying that he's going to resign. Oh we don't know that. We don't know if T Higgins is resigning. Olave with Higgins three years cost controlled. You think T. Higgins will be a Panther? Whatever. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Hundred percent. They're gonna throw the bank at T. Higgins because I don't think they're gonna trade for anyone. I mean, they might trade for Jerry Judy or something like that at the deadline, Yikes. which would be, Yikes. yeah. I mean, like that's not. It's better. It's an upgrade. It's not yeah. getting you to the promised land. Whereas T. Higgins, I think, is like he could go there and be a number one. He, he could go there and be what kind of what they're missing on the outside. Now they need more than that, but still, he could go there. Yeah. Hi, right, brother. That was fun. Any any uh, anything you got coming up? In the in the down the pike here at the ringer, just you know, we're we'll see. We got some stuff cooking, some pitches cooking. I got some cool stuff for this next coming month. Yeah, I was on the ringer NFL show Monday. I was on the Bill Simmons show last week. We're we're making sick. some appearances. You know, it's a hot commodity right now. But uh, be on the lookout for sure. Yeah, I felt pretty good that I got I snagged a guest like you prior to Bill Simmons did. He 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 was he was <laughs> second. He got my slot. He saw. Second. He heard. He must have heard the show. He must have heard the show. <laughs> 
All right, buddy. We'll do it again next week. Absolutely. There you have it. Six hypothetical trades plus a bonus. I, I do think, or maybe not think, but I am curious to see with how many teams have kind of pushed their chips to the edge of the table right now. How many teams get into a rough cap situation after this season if we see a fiery trade deadline? I mean, it, it really four teams like the Tennessee Titans that we kind of mentioned, four teams like the New England Patriots. When you're down that bad, unless you are going to, I mean, guys that are towards the end of their careers on the last year of their deals, it doesn't make sense to hold on to it. It just doesn't. So I do hope we see, I do hope we see some action. Not to get like, I don't want to become the MLB trade deadline where it's just who can give up the most to make the run at the end of the year. I don't want it to be like that. But I do love just one or two, you know, just a few sprinkled here and there. I like to see some action. Everyone does. Tomorrow's show, we have Steve Palazzolo, current PFFer, former co-worker, on to rank 2024 quarterback class. Very excited about that. Hope you guys are tuning in. You've been listening to Renner Ranks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. We'll see you tomorrow.